The time has finally come, and now we are here at the second season of the Lindsay Morgan Snyder Podcast. Welcome back. Please take your seats. This season, your host will talk to all kinds of storytellers from right here in the center of it all, the place where dreamers gather, Hollywood. From actors to producers to creative directors and dancers, from pastors to models to music makers and Hollywood executives, we will be exploring what Jesus has been up to behind the scenes for decades and the exciting things that he's bringing to the forefront through his favorite Hollywood players. It's sure to be a great show. Also, speaking of great things, we are thrilled to share about Lindsay's new product platform where more wisdom, breakthrough, and joy are sure to be released. Check out lindsaymorgansnyder.com for more info. And now, welcome your host, Lindsay Morgan Snyder. Hey guys, we're so excited. I am here with my friend Lindsay. Yes, we have the same name <laughs> and we have the same Enneagram number, yeah. which we're both pumped about, which is the seven, which means this is going to be super fun because sevens love to have fun. So the fun club. Yes. Hashtag fun club. So yeah, we're super excited. Um, and I am really excited for you, to be honest, because Linz has some cool stories and we all love only God stories and this girl carries a bunch of them. So we're going to share some good ones today. But um, yeah, Lindsay is the founder of something called the Prophetic Lab, which we'll talk a little bit more about later, but it is very cool. And I would venture to say that you have not yet heard of anything like this because Papa God is always bringing down new, beautiful things. So um, so I'm going to introduce Lindsay here, but I want her to first tell us her story of how she met Jesus, because it is one of my favorite stories on how anyone has ever met Jesus. <laughs> so Lindsay, take it away. Tell us your story, girl. I'm um, so excited. So the story of how I met Jesus all begins um, with the musician, you know, the musician prince. Yes, of yes. course I know the musician prince. Yeah, it has to do with the musician, musician prince and his 1984 rock drama, Purple Rain. Nice. Um, the, the year was 2013. <laughs> uh, no, 2014. Sorry, 2014. <laughs> the awesome. year was 2014. Um, I was living in Laurel Canyon. I was around a lot of like, quote unquote, spiritually woke people. And mm. everyone had all these different beliefs and um, experiences. And it really got me thinking about like, I need to decide on if God is real or not. Um, okay. Most of the people that I knew were into things like core energetics, Reiki, uh, New Age, some white witchcraft. <laughs> so wow. like that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> and then I met this girl who said that she had a face-to-face encounter with Jesus. Hmm. And I was like, wait, what? Is that even possible? So uh, one night I was like, hey, Jesus, if you're real, then you must be supernatural. If you're the son of God, you must be supernatural. So I would like to have a supernatural encounter with you. Hmm. I want a story. And I opened my eyes expecting to see Jesus himself or an angel. <laughs> right. And there was nothing there. And like, have you ever been embarrassed about something you've done that nobody saw? So, a lot. Yeah. A lot. So I was like, that was dumb. This didn't work. And um, I went to bed that night like deflated and honestly forgot about it. Um, but little did I know that had set a series of events into motion. And 10 months later, he answered that prayer. Mm. Um, 
So it was around, I think, like late August, early September. I remember I had just come back from Burning Man. Okay. Um, <laughs> Wait, now tell us what Burning Man is. I mean, Bur- I know most people know, but not yeah. everyone. Uh, Burning Man, how do you describe it? Um, basically, thousands of people descend. Um, uh, they build a city called Black Rock City. And it's um, so it, it's absolutely fantastic where uh, people are building all sorts of like art installations, cool. hotels, restaurants. There's no money that's used there. And it's basically mm-hmm. like a week long event um, where people are sort of exploring um, all sorts of things. Okay, okay. <laughs> Usually on several kinds of drugs. Gotcha. But not everybody does that. <laughs> right, right, right. But I did. <laughs> Yeah, it's real talk. Definitely, definitely parlayed into some things. So anyway, so that's where I was at in life. You know, I was pursuing God and I was like still taking Molly and mushrooms. You know, what's what's a girl going to do? So what happens to the best of us? So um, yeah, I was just hungry spiritually. And uh, I had gotten back and, uh, you know, the Hollywood Forever Cemetery would show movies um, every summer and fall. And they were showing Prince's Purple Rain. Well, I'd seen Prince last year. Absolutely incredible. He's one of my favorite musicians. He played for like five hours every single instrument on stage. And I, so I was like, they're like, Purple Rain is playing at Hollywood Forever Cemetery. And Prince is notorious for doing like surprise guest appearances at things like this, right? Yeah, nice. So I was like, okay, I gotta go. What if he shows up? Questlove was DJing it. He's like one of my favorite DJs. I love, who doesn't love Questlove? So I was like, I, I was excited to go to this and it was completely sold out. And so um, at the very last minute, this friend of mine named High Times, because I had friends with nicknames like High Times at the time, texts me and he's like, yo, Liz, I got an extra ticket to Purple Rain. Do you want to come? And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Right? So, so excited. And I even said to one of my best friends, I was like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like something magical is going to happen tonight. Wow. And I was right. I was just wrong about what it was. So... I go to Purple Rain, um, and Prince did not show up that night. But here's who did. Um, the Prince of Peace. No, I'm just kidding. Dad joke. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this, uh, this girl that I, I didn't really know very well, her name was Hannah. Um, it, I ran into her. We did some small talk, and she was like, hey, um, I was working on this TV show at the time, and she's like, what are you doing now that the show's over? And I was like... Oh, hey, I'm like, I think I want to go travel. Like, I'm thinking about going to Thailand. And I remember she was like, I'm going to Thailand next month. And I was like, oh, cute. Thinking like, oh, we're going to like go to Thailand and like stay in hostels and like, you know, drink and like whatever, meet boys. (laughs) Which is like a different, which is like a whole different kind of idea in my head. And um, all of a sudden she just started being like, oh my gosh, you'd be perfect. You'd be perfect. You'd be perfect. Be perfect. And it was really weird. And she was like, I'm going on like a mission trip. And I was like, oh, okay. And I realized like, I don't really know what a mission trip is. To me, it's like a humanitarian effort. Like you like build an orphanage or something. So I was like, okay. She's like, but it's a different kind of mission trip. We like, we like, um, we do art and we play music and we like go to bars and love on people. And I was like, I love bars and I love (laughs) loving on people. Right? So... Before I know it, um, I did a FaceTime with this guy that was leading the trip, and I found myself, and because I'm a seven, and we say yes to adventure, um, just (laughs) all the time, um, I found myself at the airport, I like to say with 12 strangers, 11 of them were from this place I had never heard of called the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, (laughs) and the 12th 
was the Holy Spirit. So I like to say that I forest gumped my way onto a Bethel mission trip. I didn't know who Bill Johnson was, much less the Holy Spirit, Jesus, like Paul the Apostle. Like I was just a hot mess. So, um, so you literally had not met Jesus yet? No. I mean, of course I'm American. I know who uh, he of is. Course, right. Honestly, my parents were Christians, but they were really cool in that they're like, you can't inherit our faith. Mm. And they um, never said the word Holy Spirit or I heard the Lord say or spiritual gift, like none, none of that. Sure, 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 sure. So I had been, you know, at this point I'm 34. I've lived a lot of life. Yeah. And yeah. So. Love it. Yeah, it's a classic. I've lived a lot of life. <laughs> I say that all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, so what's really interesting about this, though, is the night before I was going to get on the plane to go to Thailand, I uh, I was in my car. I had just, like, gone to Target to buy, like, last-minute travel supplies. And suddenly it was like this memory hit me hmm. where I remembered that months ago, um, this friend of mine, uh, had, was in a really hard place and she asked me if I could take her to church. And I knew some people at vintage, the Lord had sneakily been surrounding me with believers. Yes. I brought her to vintage and we had people pray for her. And, um, I had been at a party the night before where I'd done Molly. Okay. So, <laughs> so I was like, that's just where I was in life. I was like, yeah. did Molly. And then I went to a church the next day. And um, so we went there to have people pray for her. And while they were praying for her, I put my hand on her. And I I saw something. I saw this wave come through a city. And I heard a voice say, lightning strikes and purple rain floods the city. Wow. And in that moment, I was like, oh, my gosh, I think I, I think I just heard from God. And I said to her, I was like, oh, my gosh, I think I heard something. I think I know. I was like, this is the moment. I can hear God. We can all hear God. I'm like, Aww. lightning strikes and purple rain floods the city. Does that mean something to you? And she was like, no. And I was like, <laughs> darn it. I've got to stop doing so much Molly. <laughs> I, was like, I guess I just hallucinated. So then I just like. <laughs> night before I'm getting on a trip to Thailand that happened because I last minute got a ticket to go see the movie Purple Rain suddenly that means everything to me you know what I mean exactly so I was like later I was like I prophesied over myself um so yeah so Purple Rain was my launch pad it's so parabolic that I was at a Hollywood Forever Cemetery, where the beginning of my rebirth began. Wow. <laughs> um, hey, yeah, I know. That's yeah. powerful. Yeah. And so I went to Thailand, and um, I will say, like, the first uh, the first part of the trip, I hated it. I thought everybody was full of it. No one was getting healed. This is all fake. Wow. And then I prayed a very dangerous prayer, which is <laughs> I said, hey, God, if any of this is real, hmm. I need you to do something to me. Um, and he answered that prayer and I went into like a seven to 10 day encounter. I wish I kept track of the exact amount, um, where I began like seeing with my eyes, seeing stuff in the physical realm, like with my eyes hear it, like knowing things about people, like the prophetic realm opened up. I was like moving in healing, discerning spirits, word of knowledge. It was just like experiencing angels. It was a, it was a busy week. (laughs) Just went like flipped upside down. Yeah. I mean, how did that even like 
like outwork itself practically. I mean, do you have any examples or like, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the first thing that happened was, um, there was this woman who had these these really uneven legs because she got into a car accident when she was like seven and it affected her spine. And honestly, I was like, how are you walking around with these uneven legs? And, um, I, I was like, what are we doing? And I remember my friend Hannah was like, um, she said, command the leg to grow. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> like, my entire life, no one has ever said that sentence before to me before. You're like, what are you even talking about? But I was like, okay, let's just give this a shot. Yeah. So I was like, grow. And her leg, like, I watched, like, the laws of physics break before my eyes, and they came out. Everyone, like, jumped out. And she's, like, crying and freaking out. And, like, the translator comes over, and this woman's, like, taking my hand and, like, putting it on her butt. And I'm like, why are you putting my hand on your butt? (laughs) She's trying to explain to me that her tailbone is straight. And they're like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. And then I remember someone said, look at the floor. And then all over the floor and on the piano, uh, because we were in a church, and on people's faces as arms was, like, um, this gold dust shimmering. And I was like, what is happening? (laughs) Like, Twilight Zone, like, do-do-do-do-do, right? And I was like, this isn't real. This isn't real. This is a dream, you know? And um, so that was, like, the first thing. Um, And then after that, I... uh, uh, this guy prayed for me. Uh, his name is Johnny. I like to call him this tall kid from Spain. Um, joined our mission trip uh, in the middle of it. Okay. He had a lot of healing stories, and he was sharing about healing, and he was sharing about how he made this atheist leg grow out, which was, wow. which is such a great story, where the guy was like, I believe, I believe. Um, but um, I was like, wow, how have I been alive for like 34 years and never knew about this leg growing thing? Like, what is like, <laughs> hiding this is everybody been growing legs and going home and hiding it from me like what is this and so he was like i'm gonna pray for people to like i want to like do a healing impartation so he went around the room and he's praying for people and when he got to me he grabbed my hand and he started to pray and then suddenly he started screaming Mm. right and i and he's like screaming so loud holding my hand and then he just walks away and I remember I was standing there and I was like, these Christians are so dramatic. <laughs> like, I feel nothing. And right when I thought that, what felt like two, I don't know how to explain it, but like two sticks of fire went like, like into my arms, wow. burning and searing inside. And I remember in that moment, I was like, all the stories are true. Wow. Where I was like, all these testimonies as I heard. I mean, the Bible, I didn't really believe the stories. I thought they were all metaphors, right? Sure. But when you have fire sticks in your arms, you're like, yeah, sure. Totally. That virgin got pregnant. The world flooded. Like, anything can happen. Get these things out of my arms. What's happening to me? So, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And so, I mean, that, and then after that, it was just like encounter after encounter. And I just haven't been the same since. (laughs) So, it just goes to show you, like, Chris Valentin in his new book, Spiritual Intelligence, is coming out. He talks about airdropping gifts. Wow. And I, it's like, we carry stuff but we can pray for each other and give to each other and everything's available to you. Like, yeah. I don't really understand how it works, but I am a direct result of receiving impartation from people. Wow. And you can't become what you've never seen or heard. So I think there was something about me being sent on this trip with these people of the spirit and the kingdom and being around them. And something that I remember they said to me was like, when I encountered God, I was doing stuff like 
praying for healing, doing prophetic acts, prophesying. And they would watch me and they'd be like, how does she know how to do that? Because like, I hadn't been trained yet. Like right. I was doing stuff that they did, but they're like, this is just confirmation that this is from heaven. Wow. Because they were like, even the baby is doing it. Like, yeah. how is this possible? You yeah. know? Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Yes. I love that story. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. So then you come back and what happens then? I mean, you go, you have this crazy experience. You yeah. come back to LA area and you're like yeah different yeah yeah so <laughs> what do you do like walk into a church like I don't even know That's yeah crazy. I came back to LA um it was really cool this I came back to LA I was staying at a friend's house that lived in these like lofts downtown and basically I don't know how to say like this revival broke out in this loft building wow. for seven days and all these people would come to this apartment basically to experience the presence of God. like something from Thailand like followed back and like God just like touched so many people and some people got saved and people that didn't even believe in the Holy Spirit suddenly were. And it was a wild time. And for nine months, I was just like in LA kind of like Forrest Gumping around, like moving in the supernatural, but still me. I I would say like my sanctification hadn't been worked out yet. So I was like drinking and smoking cigarettes and prophesying. I'd be like, you know what I see. <laughs> you know what I see on you. Um, you know what I'm saying? Or like the DJs at the bar. And I'd be like, is your mom named Carol? I think I have a word for your mom. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, it was everywhere. And um, that so reminds me, I was just talking to my pastor about this, but like Joyce Meyer, who yeah. I love, she's just uh, someone I love. She says that like when she first started like having Bible studies and stuff, she was wearing like her short shorts and smoking cigarettes. Yeah, you I know what I mean? It. It's like, he God is it. not concerned. Right. Like, he's he'll, a- he'll, he'll work. He'll work it out. He'll work it out. Um, So eventually um, he was like, hey, you should should check out this church that really, like, you should check out Bethel. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, it's like. um, (laughs) You're like, oh, the church I went on a mission trip? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Duh. So so I went up to, it was kind of fun. I went up to visit. I had become a, I checked out Bethel. I heard this uh, sermon called, um, by Chris Valentin. It was called Successful Steps to Living in the Kingdom Part One. Yeah, I was listening to it. I was in West LA. It was so good that I actually pulled over on the side of the street. I was crying. Aww. And I had this weird moment where it was like, this is what I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. Except I didn't know I'd been looking for something until I found it. So it was a really weird moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so the Lord sent me up to Bethel where I did uh, three years of BSSM and got a foundation in the Bible, which was so important for me because I really didn't know anything. Right. <laughs> Like, it was like, like operating out of Acts, but you have no idea where Acts yeah. is in the Bible. I am one of those people who got baptized in the Holy Spirit and then baptized later. You know what I'm saying? Like in water. And by the way, I got baptized in like a five-star hotel. <laughs> and, I, and, it, and then Thailand, they were like, we should baptize you. And so I was like, okay, totally. And I have, I did, so I come from LA, right? So right. we planned to this bap- baptism and I think it's a party. So I bought party hats and champagne. <laughs> And they loved it, but they were like, you're right, it should be like a party. Aww. And I had like a playlist, and I think like the fa- the Flaming Lips was on it. Like this was my baptism playlist in the pool. Honestly, I should give you the photo because it's fantastic. But uh, anyways. Amazing. Yeah, there's champagne at my baptism. But yeah, so. Oh, which makes so much sense yeah. knowing just a little bit about you. Yeah, so. so you know, people sometimes like to have these, like, God moves this way and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. he was so outside of the box and outside of time with me that it, I, I really like to poke at. Uh, God is a God of order. Yeah. 
But I, but he's he'll surprise you sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. He'll get to his kids however he needs to. Absolutely. He's so yeah. not worried about yeah. like yeah how he does it. He'll yeah. speak to you in your language, and I love that about him. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things. It's so cool. So okay, so you worked in Hollywood before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you 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 know met Jesus and all these things happened, and then he kind of brought you back to Hollywood, but kind of in a different way. Is that right? Like, just with, like, what you did, like, didn't you have encounters at the school? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was in my second year of BSSM. I, I always say, like, do two years, because everything happened to me in second year. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but um, I had this profound, um, I would say, like, one of the most profound encounters uh, with the Lord that I've ever had. I was at this woman's house. And we were talking about Jesus. Surprise. That's what we do at Bethel, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like all we do. That's our favorite topic. Um, and um, she, I had heard that she'd had some pretty um, profound heavenly encounters, and I was very curious about them. And so I had gone there basically to like intern, interview her. Yeah. And um, as she was sharing, there was such an anointing on her words that the heavy presence of the Lord like rolled into the room mm. so thick that she actually like I started like going down to the floor because I couldn't stand and she was like he's here for you and so she left the room so that I could be alone with him wow and um so yeah even when I'm talking about him like the weight starts to come in Mm -hmm. um so this thing happened where like I could feel the the presence was like it was like weighing on me like a heavy blanket Hmm. And, um, I was like very, uh, almost like kind of like drunk in the spirit. Okay. And, uh, suddenly I, um, I heard myself speaking. And so what I want to explain about that is, um, the Holy Spirit can like wear you like a glove. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like, I don't, I was, I wasn't speaking. The Holy Spirit spoke through my voice and this isn't the loveliest of metaphors, but it was almost like I was vomiting up words. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I need to talk. Something's going to come out of me and I have no control over it. Wow. And so I heard myself say, um, strike the bell, ring the chorus, Hmm. strike the bell, ring the chorus. All those with ears who can hear all those with ears who can hear which later I realized that last line is actually in the Bible but I didn't know that at the time that's cool (laughs) I know right um and so then it was just like I that came out of me and then it was just like silence Hmm. and then suddenly like lights started flashing around the room so this is pretty wild right I'm like oh my gosh this is really happening And then I hear what I would call the internal audible voice, meaning it was so, it wasn't, I've heard, I've heard the audible voice, but this was, it was, it's like in your head, but it's so loud. It's not you. Mm -hmm. And I, and I heard him say, uh, what do you see? And I suddenly, I was like, whoa, what is that? Like, what's going on? Am I high right now? Like, what's (laughs) happening? And, uh, you know, and then he waited for me to calm down and he said again, and he persisted and he was like, what? do you see? Mm. And I was standing in front of this um, giant painting of a giraffe. Mm. So I go to say a giraffe because I'm quite literal. Right. And then suddenly I hear myself singing a song. Mm. 
I am, God is literally singing through my mouth. I have, it's almost like I'm possessed by God. I know that's a weird phrase, but it's like, I'm trying to explain, like, I was not in control. It was like an out-of-body experience. Right. So I'm hearing myself singing, and it's like I recognize this song, and I can tell I'm about to know what song it is by the time we get to the chorus. Remember, strike the bell, ring the chorus. Wow, okay. And it is a funny thing to be singing a song, to hear yourself singing a song and not know what song it is. And so... This I'm gonna say I'm not gonna sing it for you, <laughs> but uh, right. But uh, this is what I heard myself saying when he said, "What do you see?" Mm. I said, "I see trees of green mm. and red roses too. I see them bloom for me and for you." And I think to myself, "What a wonderful world." And uh, as soon as I got to that part, I was like, like a crying, slobbery mess. And I remember I like looked at Jesus and I was like, did you write that song? Right? Um, and I was honestly like knocked out for a while. And the woman had to like drag me out of her house. <laughs> I was like a mess. I was messed up. Um, and it was like a few days later, I was at BSSM and uh, Chris Valentin was teaching us out of the book of Jeremiah. And he talked about how the Lord was said to Jeremiah, what do you see? And Jeremiah was like, I see the branch of an almond tree, right? And suddenly the, the Louis Armstrong song, right? The one I just said, yeah. started ringing in my ear. And I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. So I had this hunch, right? So I Google, what a wonderful world. And it, it's actually, the, the making of that song is really interesting. There was two guys named, I think, like, Bob and George something. They actually had to, like, shut, uh, one, they had to shut somebody out of the studio to finish writing it. I think because there's such an anointing on it. They, wow. they received it from heaven. But Louis Armstrong was actually the first person to record it. And I had this hunch, and so I did some research. And did you know that in the circles of the music industry and in jazz, people referred to Louis Armstrong as the jazz prophet. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so I'm looking at these biblical models, like the Lord always trains the prophets in the Bible by asking them the question, what do you see? Wow. And I was like, is it a coincidence that the jazz prophet was chosen to be the first voice Mm. to give it, give life to it? Do you know what I mean? Right, right, right. And then, and then um, the Lord like, gave me a special mission Hmm. and he spoke to me and he said find me find me in the secular Hmm. and he goes like the secular with like bunny ears okay he was like find me in the secular Uh and unlock me Wow. do it like where's waldo and so i was like i like it posed this question to me where i'm like is what a wonderful world a prophet call Hmm. you know what i mean yeah so what do you mean by prophet call So when the Lord calls his prophets, like, um, there's usually an encounter. So people will, usually when people that are called to be prophets, two things must happen. The Lord calls them and then man calls them. Like, they will recognize. And sometimes it'll happen out of order. Yeah. Right. But it's the call, like, this, I've called you to be a voice for me. And then I've called you to be a voice for me in this particular sector. Okay. So a lot of people know prophets in churches. But, like, I mean, I think there's some screenwriters that are prophets and, like, musicians. And I think Louis Armstrong, like, they called him the patriarch of jazz music, which is, like, um, like, prophets are always mothers and fathers. And then they literally were, like, I have quotes from, like, other musicians that are, like, I think he was a prophet using the most powerful medium we have. Exactly. Yeah. So then I was, like, oh, my gosh, what if there's something on that? So then... 
so I had, that kind of opens this question to me, like, wait a minute. So I was like, what a wonderful world from heaven. This is so, this is so cool. A few minutes, a few months later, um, I'm up early one morning with my roommate and she, um, asked me if I would listen to this prophetic word she'd receive. Okay. So you know how people record their prophetic words on their phone so they can review them later. And if you don't do that, I suggest you do because yes. you will forget details. Right, right, right. And they're so encouraging to have. It's like water just refreshing you over yeah. and over again. Exactly. Now, can I ask you this? Yeah. And, and just be like, Lens, I don't know. You know, yeah, if yeah. you don't know. But like, so some people might not even know what a prophetic word is. Like at sure. the most basic level. Yeah. Like, I know that's kind of the world you live in. Yeah. But I mean, can you give us just a little bit of insight into what that is for people that are like, I don't know exactly what that is. Yeah. Well, they should be able to find it in the Bible because actually there's more prophets in the Bible than any other role. So it's interesting that there, <laughs> that somehow the church has forgotten this. Yeah, um, and Paul talks about the prophetic. Um, and he says that the purpose of the prophetic is to encourage, exhort, and edify. Yeah. So we listen to God and we ask him, like, I always ask him, like, what do you love about this person? Um, why did you create them? What is something to come? Because at the very essence, prophecy is the telling of the coming future. Mm-hmm. But it can also be encouragement. Sure. And God has nothing but amazing things to say about all his kids. That's right. And so... Um, it's to build up the body. Yeah. But then also it's sometimes um, full of clues and action steps to take to build the kingdom. Mm, wow. Yeah. Okay. Powerful. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. I just want to know from you. Totally. Yeah. This is the world you live in. It's not the world everyone lives in. I know. It's funny yeah. that everyone knows what a pastor is and has no problem calling anyone a pastor. And yet the Bible has more prophets listed than anything else. Yeah. That's interesting. It is. That's pokey. Why is that? I find it. I find it juicy. <laughs> There must be something on that. You yeah, know what I exactly. mean? Yeah, it's yeah. Very, very interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting that like the enemy would p- keep people in fear around the prophetic. Yeah, that's what Bill Johnson said. That's why he started going after it. I think there was a lot of. It sounds like the the eighties and the nineties in the prophetic was a hot mess. So okay. I'm glad I missed that. <laughs> but like, I really value what Bill and Chris have done, and many other people. Of but course. I've just been under them for so long. Um, yeah. For creating a healthy culture around the prophetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would a healthy culture around the prophetic look like? Uh, I always say that if you are prophesying, it should... When I say I always say, let me give a shout out to Hannah Zedding, who actually taught me this and invited me to perform at Purple Rain. I love it. So yeah, I was like, yeah. she's actually the source for this. She said, uh, the prophetic, a prophetic word should cheer you up, mm. build you up, and draw you closer to the Lord. Amen. If it doesn't fit those three, if it fits those three things, you can't lose. And so I think some people were like asking like, what is their secret sin and things like that. Oh. That's not a prophetic word. That's a violation. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so I'm not looking to expose his children. Nope. No. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. So. Okay. I love that. Okay, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. That's so good. Because you just talk so fluently in this language. Thank you. Thank and you I'm for like, last. Everyone. Yeah. And then well, like, and I used to not know any of this language. Just like four years ago, I was like, what are you guys talking about? Like literally when I was in Thailand, people would come up to me for prophetic words. And I was like, I don't do those. And now, and now I run the prophetic lab, which is sort of hysterical, but that's how it works. And sounds like God. Yeah, it sounds like God, yeah. <laughs> totally, yeah. totally. That's so cool. So, so, okay, so that was your first encounter. So were there other encounters? Because God was kind of leading you. Yeah. Right? So you're in Reading at Bethel. You're in yeah. school. You're just like soaking all this amazing knowledge up, like learning the gifts God's given you, like all these different things. But, but there seemed to be this like call back to Hollywood where you spent a decade of your life. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And and you've been in all kinds of places in, in Hollywood. So like what, was there another encounter too that kind of led you 
to yeah, okay. yeah, tell yeah. Us, tell us, yeah. Tell us what you want to tell us. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So I was up early one okay. morning with my roommate, and she was like, "Can you listen to this prophetic word?" Yeah. We would discuss what that is. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, a lot of times prophetic is uh, encouraging, but this was uh, was such so anointed. It was prophecy. It was like the telling of the coming future, and I could hear the Lord's voice behind this man's voice. Wow. It was really powerful, and there was something about that that um, launched me into, um, and so I'll explain this, a trance-like encounter. Yes, so, please explain, Lens. Yeah. Um, so th- I always say that all these things are just different languages of the Lord. Mm. Um, uh, again, a trance is like sometimes almost like you're like watching, a, I don't know, you're kind, it's a little bit out-of-body experience. You're seeing something that other people aren't seeing it's um i don't really know how to explain it <laughs> but uh, that's why he's god and we're not yeah exactly yeah i'm like <laughs> but basically it was almost like the holy spirit arrested my body okay. again and suddenly i um i i was seeing but i was all i heard myself speaking again wow but it what i wasn't in control and so this is what i heard myself say the second time which is i said um uh, there's no place like home. Mm. There's no place like home. Follow the yellow brick road. Wow. Follow the yellow brick road. And then I started humming mm. somewhere over the rainbow, like uncontrollably. Wow, I love that. I know. That awesome. So um, it's this really powerful encounter. I'm, you know, experiencing so much of God. And it ends, and as soon as I like quote unquote like sober up, if you will, like I feel like I'm back in my body and I'm like in control again. What do I do? Immediately, I Google somewhere over the rainbow because I want to see the lyrics, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, he gave me another, like it's a code, right? So I all I Google is somewhere over the rainbow lyrics, right? Okay. So the I the first thing I see is somewhere over the rainbow, blah blah blah. You know you know the song. Yeah. yeah. And then suddenly I see. Um, well, I see trees of green and red roses too. And I was like, I started screaming and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. These are songs. These are two separate songs, right? What are my two heavenly encounters doing in one song? Like what, what is that? Right? Well, some artist had, um, decided to do like a mashup of the two songs. An artist by the name of Israel. I mean... The symbolism of that, I don't even need to say. But his last name was um, Kamik- Israel Kamikavi Vuve. I, I think it's how you pronounce it. Um, his last name, like Israel, like you get the symbolism of that. Sure, of but his last name means fearless-eyed, as in seeing. Wow. Remember, what do you see? Yeah. I see trees of green. So it was like, what do you see? Can you like boldly face it and speak it out? And so suddenly I'm looking at these two heavenly encounters that I've had. Right that are intersecting, connecting to, like, what you see in Israel. Like, I'm like, this is a riddle. Wow. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. And remember how the Lord was like, find me in the secular and unlock me? Yeah. So then I was like, okay, I'm looking at the lyrics of Somewhere Over the Rainbow, and it'd be like, somewhere over the rainbow, bluebirds fly over the rainbow, and I was like, angels, okay, um... And then there was another line that was like, uh, where troubles melt like lemon drops. That sounds like heaven, right? Yeah. And then this line, it would say, um, somewhere over the rainbow, um, birds fly over the rainbow, why, oh, why can't I? Mm-hmm. And that line stood out to me. And I was like, oh, that reminds me of apostles. 
Because apostles are obsessed with the culture of heaven and bringing the culture of heaven to earth. That's their mandate. Wow. And so then I was like, wait, is this like an apostolic call? Like, mm. could the Lord... Mm. Go, go here with me for a second. Yeah. I'm posing a question. Love it. Could the Lord be calling out to his sleeping prophets, wow. apostles, and children through TV, film, music, movies? 100%. Like, they're not like... So that's where I'm like, okay... And so then I, what I like to tell people is I was like, listen, if you want to know what's coming out of heaven with the, like, what is to come and to, like, read the signs, like the sons of Issachar, like, pay attention to the patterns of what the writers are writing and the singers are singing, mm. right? Yeah. And the painters are painting. Yeah. Because the Bible says we can only love because he first loved. Yeah. So we can only create because he first created. And here's the thing. So people will be like, whoa, whoa. So you're saying like God is in our creations. Yeah, absolutely. They're like, okay, well, what about porn? What about misogyny and rap music? You know what I mean? And I'm like, so check this out. The enemy can't create, right? Right. He can only pervert. So that is creation. You know how it says all of creation is groaning for the sons of God to be revealed? So when we're hearing... uh, when we're, when we're seeing like an increase in like pornography exists, period, right. or like misogyny and, and and rap music or like terrible lyrics, that's a sign of creation saying, help, help, help me, help me, help me. Wow. And so then you're like, oh, what is this telling us? There's a lack of family. There's a lack of intimacy. There's like the people are in pain. And it's, it's a sign to us for us as the body to know how to pray. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Wow. So the enemy just plays into God's hand because it's just a perversion. Yeah. So, yeah. That's amazing. I mean, you know, and I wanted to kind of circle back to this because this was something that God showed me. Um, So I didn't really understand what, like, being overcome by the Holy Spirit was for, like, a long time in my walk. And then I was at a conference out here in L.A., and everybody was, like, laid out on the ground, like, laughing, like, encountering God. Kind of like you were saying, this, like, heaviness kind of came over people, and they were, like, on the ground. They were laughing and just, like carrying on and I was walking through this crowd of people and the Lord said to me Lindsay what does that remind you of and I was like um back when I used to like drink and party I'm like no I'm serious I was like you know back when I used to drink and party and like fall on the ground and laugh with my friends and he's like exactly he's like this is the the pure joy I always had for my children but the enemy went and took it and perverted it with a chemical yeah absolutely and I was like what (laughs) Because I had never really experienced this heavenly joy, you know. I had experienced the chemical joy, which was fun, if we're yeah. honest, you know. Not not healthy, but not from God. But it was fun. And it was just so interesting, like... And I didn't really know in Acts where it talked about being, like... You know, kind of where we get that word drunk in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, from the beginning of Acts where, it, you know, they were yeah. being wild. And they were like, what are these people, like, drunk? You know? And I was not making any of those connections. So... I just think it's so interesting, like, what you're saying, like, how God will just take our experience and, like, connect it in yeah. so that we can then, like, see, you know, see what we need to see. I mean, it's, like, so fascinating. Yeah. Like, I just love it. It's, he's so nice. He's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and he's amazing. Yeah, he and, is. And, like, it's fun. Like, yeah. following him is fun because he'll take your, like, old experiences and then teach you things through, like, your old experiences and, like bring you into new things and I just love it it's so cool so okay so you were talking about 
like him calling out to his sleep sleeping prophets and, and sleeping and apostles and children just his children children totally and i i felt the same thing through like movies and art in that so then how did that connect yeah well so after that um well, actually, I have a third one. Yeah, girl. This girl. is so funny. Love it. So, I, after I had one of my encounters, I was telling my friends about it. Yeah. And when I was, this one is funny where you're like, I don't even know what this means, but the Lord is hilarious. He's so funny. So, I was telling them my like Hollywood encounters and the and the presence and the, the angelic started showing up and it started getting really heavy in the room and um, their heads went down. Right. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, we need like the presence of God is here. We need to worship. But I don't know any songs to any words to worship songs because I don't listen to Christian music and I'm new. So you know what I mean? I don't know anything. So suddenly again, I hear this song burst out of me. And so you have to understand I'm in a room where people are experiencing the presence of God so thickly that like their heads are down and they're drunk. I suddenly start, I, this came out and I was like, I got chills. <laughs> They're multiplying. Okay. And I'm losing control because the power you're supplying, it's electrifying. That is what came out of my mouth. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Greece? Like, what is that? Yes. That is hilarious. And I don't even know what that symbolically means except Greece, like the anointing, and just that he's funny. Yeah. Those lyrics worked in that moment. I know it was hysterical. I'm not saying there's a biblical metaphor in the movie Grease. Maybe there is. I should watch it again. But (laughs) I don't know. Sandy and Danny might have something to teach us. I have no idea. idea. But uh, yeah, it was just wild. So he, so now I play this game called I Spy the Kingdom, right? Mm. And so I tell people, so when I watch TV, read books, anything that's not coming out of your Christian bookstore, like, right. And if like if the body of Christ starts being like, I see the kingdom here. Yeah. And these things that are outside of the church, that what happens then is that voice of religion gets muzzled, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And then it like allows the voice of the kingdom to roar. Yeah. Because religion wants you to only live in this like, I only read these Christian books and blah blah blah, but the kingdom is so much bigger. Yeah. And I think the Wizard of Oz is came from heaven wow in a weird way i do yeah 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 yeah. no i mean i hear you i often wake up with songs in my head oh wow and and like like and you know that will be like what they were saying to me i mean just the other day after um yeah there was some pain in the world and like i woke up and it was um the lean on me i can't sing well so i won't i won't you know bother everyone with that but like it was lean on me when you're not strong and i wrote it on facebook and Mm. people were like i mean i wasn't i was just like oh this is what i felt like the lord was saying to me this morning and and then a lot of people were like oh my gosh like this really this one girl was like i listen to the song every time i have i feel grief yeah you know and i was i didn't even know but i mean a lot of times i'll wake up with songs in my head so i mean i i hear you and lately lens like um i have been watching these different tv shows and i feel this like emotional healing oh yeah from shows that like yeah like not i mean there's nothing jesus christian about them but it's just human you know yeah. and, and these humans are getting healed from things you know like yeah. internally emotionally or mentally and like as i'm watching the story like i'm i'm like crying i'm identifying with this you know this character and it's like healing like mindsets that i have that are off or it's like healing yeah. things in me so i'm I'm a thousand percent like with yeah. you. Like I yeah. don't think this is weird at all. Yeah. <laughs> Play Eyes by the Kingdom. Every it's so it's so fun. And so then after that, 
Um, the Lord just started opening doors for me to um, weirdly come back into the Hollywood sphere, but in a prophetic manner. And so I would sometimes just be with like, you know, like screenwriters would be like, like I, uh, there was someone I knew that wrote a horror script, right? And they like, uh, they got connected to me because they wanted to understand how to write the, like the spirit realm for this horror script. And um, I was able to like look at the script and be like, oh, this is like, there's some biblical parables in here. Have you, have you read uh, this story in the Bible or this one? You know what I mean? And they're like, wait, what? No. You know, or I have another friend that wrote a, a script and before he even knew Jesus, literally the script is the, the parable of salt and light. It's like, you're just like, wait. So I'm able to play, like point out like, oh, like this is, this is here in the Bible. Did you know that? Like, did you know that this, that you're writing a story? Like this is, so I'm able to point out the heaven aspects and it's a really kind of fun process. And they're like, wait, this is in the Bible. And I'm like, this is in the Bible. Like, so it's just kind of, um, yeah. And then, and then eventually like we got invited, I started getting invited to, um, replace the psychics at, uh, Hollywood parties. Wow. And so when I'm coming in with this, like, the Lord is all, I don't, you don't need to Christianize Hollywood. Like, he's no. moving in it. And right. so then coming in in that respect, being able to, like, prophesy over them and, like, speak into their their projects. And uh, it's just been this really cool journey on how he's, like, because I, w- I would go to, like, the Philippines, right? Right. And I would, like prophesy from stage over like orphans and mothers and it's a privilege to do that but I would see these supernatural things happening and people being encouraged and I would just think about like my own people yeah right and so when this weird door opened for me to start prophesying at these parties I remember I had this guy he um we gave him this word it was something like um you've been in a winter season for like seven years and the Lord is saying like Everything you've done has a purpose to it, and well done. I, I and uh, actually I didn't say the Lord. I used all his other names, like Truth says or oh. unconditional love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Only because I'm trying to not spark their gate, yeah. the gates that come up. Yeah. And um, so we were like, "There's something you've been doing for like seven years. It was worth the time. Um, it's investing into your future." And as we're talking, he, you know, I don't know who he is. And he's he starts to he starts to like almost cry, and you can see stuff breaking off of him. Wow! Um, and his wife is there, and she's like, "Oh my gosh!" And she's like rubbing his back, and he was like, "You don't understand. I spent seven years of my life on this documentary. I sunk my savings into it, and I didn't know if it was a waste of time. And I've been carrying this like fear and shame. And so to be able to like speak into that." And be like, you haven't done anything wrong and it's under something. And it's, you know what I mean? To see like my people get create, like get encouraged and filled and lies broken off them. That was so exciting. And he was like, this is why I came here tonight. This was the best part of my night. And we we would hear that over and over again. And people would cry or honestly, girls that are like one step away from considering porn, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being able to be like, this is who we see you are like that. And just, it was, it was really fulfilling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. Well, and I mean, the thing is, before I moved out to Hollywood, I felt the Lord say to me, Lynn's like, Hollywood creates culture. Yeah. So if, so if the people that create the content that goes out and creates culture, if they experience me, if they experience my love, that's only going to then permeate through what they create. 
you know, and that's what you're saying. Yeah. You know, you're connecting people to, you know, I like to call him love himself because that's who God is. Yeah. But, you know, like you're connecting people to, to love himself and, and like he created them. That's their child. You know, yeah. that's his child. And he wants them to be encouraged. He wants them to come to know him. And it's not all about like, hey, like I need you to know Jesus. Like Holy Spirit will will encounter them when it's time. You you might just be the seed planter yeah. like early on, you know, with yeah. this prophetic word or whatnot. And like, you know, I just had so many people in my life that I kind of came across that planted seeds and then it was my time to come to know Jesus. The harvest, the, yeah. Yeah, the ready. Lord did it, right. So it's yeah. like sometimes we're just the seed planters, yeah. you know, and it sounds like that's what you you do at these parties because you're not ministering to Christians, right? No, you're just ministering no. to, to I like people to call, in Hollywood. Pre, pre-believe. I like to call them pre-believers. Yes, I <laughs> uh, like that. Yeah, and I've had some, I've had some um, um, people have been like, if you're not discipling them or doing all of this, it's a waste of time. Or people are like, you can't um, tell them, like you're hearing a voice from them and not tell them who it is. That's dangerous. Um, but I, I've been like, no, like I'm not the savior and people like people, like even in my own story, the Lord set up people planting seeds and then the time was ready. And so Hannah gets all the credit at purple rain, but like, I wouldn't have been open to that if several people didn't start investing in me long ago. You see what I'm saying? Totally. So I trust the Lord. And also I've been in situations where I've been at a party and the Lord will be like, say my name. And I just will. And yeah. I'll be like, hey, guess what? I'm friends with Jesus. And I remember right. I said that to this one guy. And he was like, I, he walked up to me and I was like, hey, I got a word for you. And I was like, this guy, let's call him Kenny. That's a yeah. great name to use. <laughs> uh, Kenny that you met with last week, um, it was a divine appointment and um, you're, you're supposed to be his mentor. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who are you and how do you know that information? Mm. And the Lord was like, say my name. So I was like, hey, do you want a secret? I'm friends with Jesus. Mm. And he was like, wait, what? He was like, ah, me too, me too. And he's a, he's a CEO of a very well-known music company. Um, and he was like, wait a minute, what are you doing here? And he looks at the sign and it says like spiritual intelligence. And he sees the team that I'm with. And he was like, wait a minute. He's like, so are, are all of you? And I was like, undercover. And he was like, the kingdom is here? And I was like, oh my God. And he's like, wait a minute. He's like, I've been trying to teach kingdom principles at my company without overtly saying it. I didn't know if it was okay. And I'm like, it's okay. And so then he, who was nervous, who like thought I was a psychic at first, was then my biggest fan. And he went around grabbing people all night long. I mean, I was like prophesying over rappers while they're like vaping weed. You know what I mean? And so like I would say a line and they would all freak out like I was like rapping a cypher. You know what I mean? I would say something like, oh. You know what I mean? It was just like it was hilarious. I love that. So yeah, yeah. Oh so it's just it's it's a tension. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I never am like always covert, but I I just it's relationship always with him. Yeah. And I just follow I just follow where he leads me. Amen. That's yeah. So good. That's yeah. So good. I love it. I love it. Like this is speaking my language. So yeah. I love it so much. Okay. So so. I want to talk about like what you're doing now a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. I know it's, it is covert. So yeah, yeah. To, so sorry, everyone, but we have to be a little careful, but I mean, this girl walks in some really cool stuff. So, but just share whatever you want to about yeah. what's, what's happening now. Yeah. When I was in second year, <laughs> um, I ended up, um, getting this idea from God, uh, to start a spiritual intelligence company is what I call it. Cool. Um, and we do 
many different things. Yeah. Um, something that we do that many that many know us by is this thing called that I just I made up this name. I call yeah. it the prophetic report. Love it. And I do these prophetic reports for people. It's word of mouth. Um, where. I put a demand on the on the anointing. Okay. I um, so Lindsay, let's say we're going to do a prophetic report for you, just okay. to make this easy for yeah. you. So let's say um, a friend of Lindsay's like, we want to do a prophetic report for Lindsay Morgan Snyder, right? So this is what I do. I gather my team, and um, I'll be. I make a code name for her. So let's. What's your favorite number? One eleven. One eleven. So let's say I'm doing. I'll be like. We're doing a, we're, I want you to listen to God for female 111. Hmm. So God knows who the code name is because I literally meet with him and tell him, even though he already knows, right. I think he loves the intentionality of me having a business meeting with him where I'm like, these are the code names for tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so, best CEO. Yeah, he really is. That. So, um, so then the team will then like, you know, we worship, we go to the library of heaven. I'm like, I ask questions like, ask God what he wants to say to female 111. And I utilize the du- a double blind methodology okay. where they don't know who it's for. And then the team isn't speaking to each other about what they're getting. Okay. They're in the room with me. Sometimes they're in different parts of the country. Sure. And they submit their prophetic word, right? Okay. I call it intel. <laughs> I love it. And so we'll gather about 12 to 15 words for one person. Mm-hmm. And then what I do is I have um, a team of people that I call the trackers. Okay. And the trackers will then, um, I'm a tracker, will go through all the words and we mine all the words for patterns. Because what's, what's phenomenal is people will start saying the same thing. Like suddenly, like, I mean, I, my favorite example is when I have like three people saying like, I see a real estate transaction in three months. Like it's stuff where you're like, I can't make, this is where the Lord shows up. I can't make this happen. Right. Or like five people are talking about New York, you know? Right. And so what I'll do is I'll pull out the patterns and be like, pattern alert, New York. And then we'll write our interpretation, but we always leave it open to them. Be like, hey, the, you'll know what this means. Maybe it means nothing. We could be wrong. I always put that in there. Sure. But we think you should pay attention to this and talk to the Lord about it. Yeah. So I pull out all the themes and patterns, and those are juicy. Yeah. Um, we pull out all the uh, foretelling that's listed. So we have a calendar watch so they can mark their calendars. Wow. And uh, I will pull out all what I call actionable intel. Okay. Because, you know, here's the deal. Tell us. Faith. I heard Dan McCollum once say that faith that doesn't hit your feet is just fantasy. Wow. And I probably misquoted him, but that's basically what he says. Wow. And um, so you can get prophetic words, but if you're not partnering with them, mm. like heaven pays attention to you, how you partner with them. I had a girl once and it, he works differently. Uh, she got a, her actionable intel was to um, study revivalists. Okay. And so she just, she started doing that, right? Yeah. And uh, then she got her dream job. Doesn't feel related, but in her spirit, she felt that it was because he works differently than us. Yeah. And he's calling her to be a revivalist in this company. Yeah. Uh, And there's something about partnering with the prophetic that causes like strongholds to start breaking down. Wow. So our actual intel looks like everything from like people will get stuff like, Uh, I think you need to collect signatures and bring them to the lawyers by this date to uh, watch the Wizard of Oz with the Lord and let him speak to you. You never, you never know. We pull it all out. And so they have a checklist of how they can like, how they might want to seek the Lord. So, and then I, so there's that. And then after the trackers are done, it goes um, to the, we call them actually the cryptologists. (laughs) 
the cryptologists. So yeah, I know. It's so funny. It's all different language. Um, the cryptologists are discerners. They have strong gifts of discerning spirits. So they'll read the report and they'll just feel truth on something. And they create these things called seekers where they're like, hey, we feel truth on these words and we think it might mean this. Mm. And it always seems so left field. Okay. <laughs> and But many times I would say like the, the feedback that I'm getting back, it is phenomenal. Wow. Like it won't say the thing, but they're like, see this, this, and this, I feel truth on it. I think it means they need to go to the Middle East in this month. You're like, I don't know how you got from there to there. Right. Because it's not a pattern, but it's like what they feel. And it's wild what has happened to it, what wow. happened to that. So they'll do seekers and then it goes to the weavers and then the weavers are like, they do the big picture. Cause in the prophetic, the trackers do the details and then, um, the weavers do the 10,000 foot views. So in the prophetic, you need to be in the details and then you need the big picture. Okay. There's a tension between the two, That's right? Cool. So they'll read the whole report and then they'll sum it all up in a one page executive summary saying from the 10,000 foot view. This is what we feel the Lord is saying to this person. Wow. And so it's a beautiful, like, 30 to 50 page book wow. that is essentially uh, a spiritual book on you. I say it's like a Narnia book meets the President's Daily Brief. Wow. Um, and it's like the gift for the person who has everything. So we've been doing that. We've done over 100 so far. Wow. Um, and it's lately been really interesting. You would be surprised how many things have manifested during the time of COVID. I've gotten so many calls that are like, you know, when I got this in the report, I thought it was off. And today it makes literal sense. And I'm like, whoa, okay. So the Lord is having fun with it. It's almost like he's building highways for angels to run on. You know, it says in Habakkuk, it says, write the vision, make it plain, yeah. give the angel something to run with. Wow. So um, it's also really fun to, I, I get to do it a lot for people who are known in the media. Okay. And they love this because, um, because they're just a code name. They get a pure word bypassing agenda and yeah. political preference. I've done it for people on both sides of the aisle. Right. Um, we even got to do one for an actress. Mm. Uh, uh, this guy I know is like in her uh, entourage, if you will. And it was her birthday and... He was like, hey, can we do a report for her? So we made a code name and um, uh, we gave the report. And uh, he said that when she read it, um, she started to cry because um, she was like, even if they did know who I was, there's stuff in here that nobody would know. Therefore, it could only be from God. Yeah. So, um, and didn't you say then she came to know the Lord through yeah, that? Yeah, she or? she started like pursuing God and be, and like hanging out with this person that was like helping and it, it just to the 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 that we were like oh that was the beginning of like the reports could be evangelistic. Wow. Um, I've even done a, a report for someone by all by all necessary purposes like, um, is part of a a regime in a mm-hmm. different nation that mm-hmm. definitely for all intents and purposes, is evil, Does has done evil things. Mm-hmm. And I've had the privilege of doing a report for this person. And through a code name, what has come out in it has been all the accurate information mm. and to see how the Lord loves this person, wow. what the true destiny is on them. Wow. You get to see people through God's heart. And also what's really fun is we get to watch the news and mm. watch stuff play out. Like recently there was this whole thing where people are like, oh my gosh, this is going to happen and this and this and this is like in the news. And I like went to the report and I was like, the report says this is not going to happen. But so I was like, Lord, I feel like if this is right and you spoke here, 
we're going to partner with. So I secretly am like in this back room being like, I'm going to believe that you said this and I'm going to pray this. Cause I weirdly, this man who everyone thinks is evil, I'm like rooting for yeah. like Daniel with Nebuchadnezzar. Right. Cause I saw him through the eyes of God That's right. through this code name thing that we do. So I'm praying. And then I got, to, I get to what the thing doesn't happen. And I'm like, how many secrets are we sitting on right now? Like, this is crazy. You could do this with your church at home. Yeah. Like, I mean, do it for the election. Like, be like, I want to hear from male 45 and 46, you know, or like, whatever. Or like, I want to hear for who the next president is. Yeah. You don't know. Right. Write them all down. Then let's see who that is. That's right. Like, why not? And then you might, and ask for a prayer strategy, because no matter what you believe, you are commanded to pray for your leaders. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of fun with this. Yeah. I love tapping into God's heart and bypassing a lot of, like, gook, you know? So it's been, it's been really fun. And, um, you know, my team, the, for the spiritual intel company, I mean, they're, I love, I couldn't do anything without my team. They're brilliant they're like x-men you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. uh and they've been doing this for so long they're just like they're ninjas yeah but people started being like how do you like what do you mean code names and we do solutions too i still use double blind or i'll ask someone for a problem and i won't tell the team the problem i'll be like there's a problem with the solution Mm -hmm. they write down their heaven intel me the trackers and the cryptologists go through it and then we pull out the solution and, and to watch the solutions manifest have been incredible um and we're still learning how to do it but i'm like what could be possible right because we prophesy in part and we see in part right and so there's some things i'm really interested in like because i went through my own sleep journey like sleep apnea we don't have like a really good solution for that ms we don't have a we don't really have a solution for that either i find that very boring you know so what if we come together as the body and what if we could pull solutions from heaven for practical earthly purposes. So I'm just at the beginning of this and I have not solved or even tried to solve sleep apnea or MS yet, but I will, (laughs) but I want to, but we're, you know, like right now I did like an ice cream shop that wants to increase their sales in the winter. And then some more, um, I've got the chance to work with some people that work in, you know, the government, like do some stuff like that. And we, the Lord has given us favor to explore some stuff and, it's been remarkable, and I really am going after that. And so all that to say, yeah. people are like, hey, we want to learn yeah. how you do what you do. Like, I'm like, oh, you just play with the Lord. I'm thinking everybody does this. Yeah, like this is normal to the rest of us. They're just like, yeah, they're just like, get a group of people together and just like do like a shishnaka thing. You know, like have fun. Um, and so finally people are like, people want to learn. Like, people, will you teach our church how to do this? And so... We've come up with some um, systems. We did this. Thing, we have this thing called the Prophetic Lab. Yeah. It launches October sixth, the yeah. first one. Okay. I also do like custom labs for people for like that are in companies or different churches in different nations, and um, we're we create we create like a playground for you to play, and I do code names and experiments wow. with measurability. Because a lot of times we prophesy, I'm going to tell you what, like I've prophesied over people and like, it's taken like two years for them to come back to me. I've had people have been like, you're crazy. And then two years later, I get like a message on Facebook and they're like, never mind. You're right. The Lord is, the Lord is real. Like that happened. I'm like, great. But you want to be in the prophetic. You need to learn to be patient. That's what my mentor Ben Armstrong says. And so, but in these experiments and code names and things we do, you're able, we're able to reveal some stuff where you're learning I like to help people learn how they see, hear, and feel. Okay. I help a lot of seers see. Mm. So I believe that's something like there's been a lot of seer gifting that's been blocked in the lineages for a long time. Wow. Um, and so that's something that like I do is I, I, help, uh, I help open that up 
in people. It's, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It's just something that's on my life. But then also, like, helping people understand, like, how do you experience God's voice, right? Yes. Uh, the children of God are more interesting than X-Men. There's the saying that fiction, um, truth is stranger than fiction, but yeah. no one says the rest of that quote, which mm-hmm. is, truth is stranger than fiction because fiction has to make sense. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Wow. So, Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, oh, so, so we're cool. if you are interested, go to the propheticlab.com. Okay. And check out like um some of our programs that we're launching to teach people. My 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 goal is I want people to create hubs and become solutionaries and have fun yeah. with hearing the voice of God. Yeah. It is not a foundational course. So if you don't have a foundation in the prophetic yet, you should do like Chris Fallon, Sean Bowles. Uh, there's tons out there. Yeah, I recommend yeah, yeah. those because I did them. Yeah. But this is more like, okay, you have a good foundation in the prophetic. You know what prophecy is. You understand how to how to move in it. Now it's like, what's next? Yeah. That's okay. what this is. Yeah. This is so cool. I know. I was super interested in your first one. And then I just reached out to our mutual friend and was like, hey, can you send me that link? Because yeah, I'm yeah. super interested in coming and learning this because it's so cool. I yeah. love it. I mean, you're like on a... Di- yeah. I mean, I don't even know if some of the people that are listening like are actually quite understanding what you're saying. But like, even as you're talking, I'm like... What you're doing with your your um, spiritual intelligence company, intelligence company is you're you're setting up like accountability within yeah. the prophetic. Oh yeah, which is the reason. As I mean, from my understanding, back in like the eighties, prophecy was a mess. Like that's the reason a lot of churches kind of got scared of it and closed up because it was just like kind of rampant. And there was no accountability, and I just feel like you're like creating accountability you know, with how you do things. And, and I love how creative you are with all your names and things that are, you know, I know my language is so weird. People are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, because yeah. it kind of gets us out of just that like church typical, lingo. Yeah. yeah it's, that it's, church lingo, the charismatic church lingo that we all kind of know, but like, it doesn't mean much to us because we don't actually really understand. Yeah. And I feel like what you're doing with your companies, you're kind of bringing accountability back into like prophecy, but I mean, you guys are doing it, you know, at a certain level, but it's just like, so it actually not saying that your course is foundational, but like, I don't know, as you're talking, that's just what I'm thinking about. I'm like, this is like really healthy accountability Yeah. inside of prophecy, Yeah. which is powerful. And thank you. It's thank so you. Powerful. Yeah. And I mean, uh, just the way like it's brought so much encouragement to people and like brought people to the Lord. Brought people to the Lord is my favorite part. Yeah. I mean, people can think we're crazy. You know what I mean? I went to Bethel too. People that listen to this podcast know that. And some people love Bethel and some people don't. Sure. It's fine. Yeah. But it's like, it's all about the fruit. Yeah. You know, if the fruit of what we're doing is leading people to the Lord, is encouraging them, is helping them know that God loves them. Like that's Jesus, you know, no matter how quote weird it looks or, you know, yeah. I'm a fan, Liz. Thank you. So good. <laughs> I love it so much. Well, is there anything else that like you wanted to share? I mean, obviously you and I could talk for like 50 hours, but people probably have other things to do. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I mean, is there anything else you want to share? Just like anything else that the Lord's putting on your heart? Yeah. I mean, I think the, I think the main thing that I'd want to just wrap it all up with and share is that the wall between the secular and the sacred is, um, coming down. And I feel like people need to, um, sort of like before they react to things, like keep checking in with the voice of the Lord, because he's moving in ways that are, he's, 
he's doing the next thing, yeah, right? And right. so, um, yeah, to just to just be to be aware of that. And honestly, it's gonna. I think it's really exciting. It's gonna get messy. I I I've heard this prophecy about the billion soul harvest for like so long to the point where I didn't know if it was really true. But when he's been showing me that he's like always been there, yeah, right. and like he's speaking through these these new ways, like. I think some of it is going... I think a lot of it's going to come through TV, film, or maybe let's just call it media. Yeah. yeah. Um, may, you know, podcasts and yeah. such. Lindsay Morgan Snyder's podcast, probably. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Whatever podcast. Yeah. And to just remain sensitive yeah. to his voice. So if someone comes to you and says, oh, I'm doing this thing, and you're like, well, I've never heard of that before, before you jump and be like, that's... I don't know if that's the Lord. Check with the Lord first. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. And I think that's the other thing. It's like, you know, earlier you were talking about um, like psychics and things. And it's like, it's just like most of this stuff was just perverted from God, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, you know, it, it's like, I think people get scared like, oh, I don't want to go into this. I know this stuff isn't from God. And they think prophecy is that. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. Just like we were talking about with the alcohol, you know, or the chemical, like the, the perversion of like God's joy and then the enemy taking that and perverting it so that like I used to think like drinking and drugs like were where I got my joy because I actually didn't know the Lord and I didn't know I could get my joy from the Lord. Yeah. You know, and it's like, so we want to know things. So, you know, we might go to psychics. I mean, hopefully not as a Christian, but you know, we yeah. might, we might go to psychics, but really the Lord has that. He has that encouragement for you. He has that like foretelling for you, but it's from his spirit. Yeah. So it's just like a perversion, right? Yeah. Yeah. I it's, don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong, but like, that's no. my understanding. Yeah. I mean, actually when I got back from Thailand, I went to see a psychic okay. because I wanted to know what's the difference. Yeah. And, uh, she ended up encountering the Lord. Basically, they're just like, I was like, I ended up prophesying over her. Wow. She started crying and she's like, I think I need to get out of this business. And I had learned like she, I was just like, I believe you are called to be a prophet, but the Holy Spirit wants to anoint your, your gifting. And, um, it just went to show me like, wow. yeah, there are con artists. So some psychics are like con artists and then other ones are like, you know, a fake or, but you're like, that's, you're a prophet. Like yeah. you're a seer, you have a gifting yeah. and it's just been a little like the Holy Spirit wants to anoint it. And we just can't let our fear of deception yes. rule over us more than our belief in God's goodness and yeah. kindness. Yeah. yeah. So powerful. Lens. I love this. Well, would you pray over us? Or yeah. Listeners? We would love that so much. Thank you. Yeah. So, so um, I bless your spirits with. Uh, Proverbs 25, 2, which is the glory of God to conceal a matter. And it's the glory of kings to search it out. And I um, pray for your eyes, for your eyes to be open, to see him in new places and to wonder and revel in the mysteries. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Lens. This was so fun. You're amazing. (laughs) So fun. We'll see y'all next week. Bye.